Okay, we are in Sefer Ezra, Perek Zion, Pasuk Aleph, Vachar Hadvarim Ha'ela. And as we observed at the close of Perek Vav yesterday, we had gone six prokim in Ezra without ever meeting or hearing from Ezra. And so the question is why? So the first answer is that he was not there in these first chapters in Eretz Yisrael. He was still in Bavel. And the question is, since he does not arrive till 23 years after the original proclamation by Koresh to go back and build the temple, why is he staying in Bavel? The Gemara gives the answer in Masech de Megillah that... He had a Rebbe. He had a Rebbe who was one of the most brilliant Rebbe's of all time, Baruch ben Neria, who had his own yeshiva. And um, he was 100 years old in failing health. And the Talmudim didn't want to leave him. And to understand, Baruch ben Neria, the Rambam says, was in that exact chain of Mesorah that goes from Moshe to the uh, Achronim. And that without him, he was the last disciple of Yirmiyahu, you would have lost the Mesorah that Ezra continued. And so Ezra opts to stay with him until his Petira. From this, the Gemara in Megillah says, you learn that Limud Torah, that it is more important to learn Torah than even to go up to build the bias. But now Ezra is ready to go and assume the leadership of B'nai Israel, And he is an incredible leader, an incredible uh, Torah personality. Um, the Medrash says, Roi hoya Ezra shenasan Torah al Israel. Ezra would have been worthy to receive the Torah directly from the Kaddish Baruch Hu on Har Sinai, Il Mole Kadma Moshe, if not for Moshe being before him. In other words, they were not contemporaries, but he would be perfectly worthy to receive the Torah. Schwab cites Ezra as being, um, and I quote, with the exception of Moshe Rabbeinu, Ezra was the greatest Talmud Chacham who ever lived, period. That is what it says. He was a man who was at the right place at the right time, as we're going to see. His Limud Torah, his uh, spreading Torah, his establishment of the Bezdin that has been with us for thousands of years, his establishment of the Yanshei Knesset Hagdola, his establishment of Tzvilah. They're just incredible accomplishments that we will get into uh, at the Prakim. So now he is about to leave to join B'nai Yisrael. It is after the construction of the temple, but he is going to assume his rightful role there. So we begin Perek Zion. Ezra ben Shriya ben Azariah ben Chilkiah. We will continue with this. That after these things, these things being, as Rashi says, the Binyan Habayas itself, in the Malchus Atashatah is 
the generic name for the Persian king. So we say it is um, King Daryavish. It necessarily could be someone else. It could be a, a different Daryavish, but we accept that it is in Daryavish's reign. And now we introduce um, the genealogy of Ezra HaSofer. Ezra ben Shroya, ben Arzaya, ben Chilkia, ben Shilom, ben Sadok, ben Achitov, ben Amraya, ben Arzaya, ben Meroyos, ben Zachia, ben Uzi, ben Buki, ben Avishua, ben Pinchas, ben Elazar, ben Aaron, HaKohen, Haros. So it gives you purposefully the direct genealogy from Aaron HaKohen to Ezra. If you follow this list that appears again in Divrei Hayamim, there are six additional generations making it complete, but here the idea is just to express the direct relationship to Aaron HaKohen, and there the Medrash tells us, Elu, Hoya Aaron Kayam, Hoya Ezra Godolmi Menu. If they were contemporaries, Aaron HaKohen and Ezra, Aaron would have been greater than he is. So that we see just the tremendous um, learning, the tremendous brilliance of Ezra. But he was not the Kohen, he was not contemporary, so he is not the Kohen Gadol. And it is interesting, the Mepharshim, you take those last two words, Ben Aaron HaKohen Horosh, he is the head of Aaron HaKohen, the head, the Kohen Agado. But you can clip off that last word, Horosh, who Ezra, and say, but if they were together, as the parish says, um, he would have been the Kohen Gadol. So you might ask, so why isn't he the Kohen Gadol now? Why don't they install him? He certainly is the equal of... Um, Yoshua ben Yotzadak, that his father, Yoshua ben Yotzadak, was the last Kohen Gadol of Bayez Rishon, and that the Kaddish Baruch who prefers that there be a direct Shalshelis. Was he more qualified? Probably. Does he ever become Kohen Gadol is a subject from Mepharshim that we will approach later. But now, as we say, he is ready to come up and assume his rightful Torah. Continues on who Ezra Olami Bavel, who Sofer Mohir, Besoras Moshe, Hashem Hassan, Hashem Eloke Yisrael, Vayitain Lo Hamelech, and the king gives him Biat Hashem Elohav, Kol Bakashasel. So he is Ezra, he is Mohir um, in the Torah Kulo. And he's an expert in the Torah Kulov, in Bixav, Torah Shabal Peh, and he is an absolute favorite of King Daryavesh. Anything he wants, Daryavesh will give him. Vayalum ibnei Yisrael umina kohanim, vahalavim, vahameshorim, vahashorim, vahanesinim, hold that one, el Yerushalayim, bishnas sheva latrachshosa hamelo. And so in the seventh year, of Daryavish. Do not confuse this with the other uh, Alios to Bavel. This is a separate one. And so this is the one of Ezra. And with it, he takes the Kohanim 
the Levim, who are the Mishorim, the Sa'arim, the keepers of the gate, the Hanasinim. The Sinim we usually uh, interpret as the Gibbonites who had tricked Yeshua with a false conversion, and so they are relegated to being the water carriers and the carriers of wood in the temple. They're very lowly. But Nasinim here really means all those with challenged genealogy, all those with a, a challenged kahuna can't prove their descendancy, uh, all those who cannot marry others within uh, B'nai Yisrael. Why would he take them? The reason being that Ezra knew, so visionary was he, that if he was leaving with all the Gedolim, there would be a lesser group there behind, a lesser Bezdin, a lesser group of Gedolim, who wouldn't be able to arbit these differences of genealogy, these questions of appropriate uh, entrance into Kahal Yisrael. So rather than that, you had all the Gedolim theoretically with you in Babel. He wanted, as the Gemara says, to create a Pesolus Nikia, a refined flower, where all the questions would be answered, but leaving in Babel, everyone there was, you know, pure. There were no questions. The questions would face us in Eretz Yisrael. So that's why he takes that group in the seventh year of Daryavish. Vayavo Yerushalayim b'chodesh hachamishi. He comes in the fifth month. That would be chodesh of Ishnas Hashvi Lamelech, the seventh year of Daryavish. It would be approximately four, four and a half months that he is on the road from Bavel to Yisrael. He gets the instruction. He begins to go from Bavel to Yisrael. As we said on the first day of Av, presumably he was given great speed because the Kaddish Baruch Hu was watching him. Toras Hashem Ulasos Ulamed be Israel Chok because he had as his purpose, he knew what he wanted, that he was going to be the civil as well as the religious leader of the community in Eretz Yisrael. Um, he, he prepared his heart, Lidros, to preach as Torah Hashem Ulaasos, the Torah being the Torah Shabbatav, the Torah Shabbat Ulaasos, not just to teach it impersonally, but practice it himself. Uh, one of the things of the market great Talmud Chacham is that the same chumros or the same kulos he gives to his Talmudim, he takes upon himself. So his job is to really inspire in Torah, at the same time, lalame, to teach for Israel, choku mishvot, chukim, those mitzvahs we do not understand the reason, those that we do are the mitzvahs. Now, before he goes, he gets a letter from Daryavish. 
And the letter states, He gives it to Ezra the Sofer. The Sofer in those days is exactly what Ezra was, a teacher, a master of all Limud Torah. Sofer Devrei Mitzvos Hashem Yisrael, who is going to spread really the mass learning of Torah will be done by Ezra. He knows his mission. He knows exactly what he is going for. And so, Melech Malka Ezra Kahana Gemir And after Turkseys tells Ezra, the scholar, he gives him his instructions and proclamations on that date, Gemir Ukaones. Mini Sim Tam, a decree, says uh, Daryavish, is issued from me, to call Misnade Bamachus Min Amo, that anyone from the people of Israel who are still here, who didn't go up in that larger group of 42,000, uh, and they want to go up, the Kohanim, the Levian, wish to go up, now may go. In other words, free total immigration. You weren't able to go, whatever the reason you didn't wish to go, now you have my permission to go. Um, this is after the temple was built, a free immigration. Go. Uh um, and those who wish to share this objective with Ezra, and this objective was nothing short of the mass education of Torah, to set up the Besdin, to administer the country by Torah, and by the way, he was also, as we're going to see, the civil ruler of the community in Eretz Yisrael. These who want to go are free to join him. You are free to go. It goes without saying the group is pathetically small, as we're going to see. It is a great disappointment to Ezra uh, for the rest of his life, but we will see that. Um, And so Ezra is dispatched. His mission is Torah, Torah that he is imbued in his heart, that he is zealously anxious to transmit to B'nai Yisrael, to guide them in Torah, in justice, in Chukim, in Mishpat, and in Mirza Hashem, we will see how he begins to achieve this role, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.